Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Monday, November 20th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. So we're going to start off by talking about opening weekend numbers for Justice League. And I will preface this by saying it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of brutal for the most part, to be honest. Um, so uh, we're going to be running through some numbers here. Usually this is fun. This is kind of the fun part with Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. Like, oh man, look at this money and all that. Um, this is not very impressive, pretty terrible. Um, and I, so we're just going to run through these numbers and it's going to, I don't even want to talk about them, but it's going to be kind of like ripping off a bandaid. We just kind of got to get through them. Um, so it opened up at final numbers just came in $94 million opening weekend. Uh, that sounds pretty good, except for it's the worst of the DCEU films. Uh, it's actually almost exactly in between. It's closer to Green Lantern than it is to Batman v Superman. Yeah. Um, Man of Steel opened at 128, Batman v Superman 166, Suicide Squad 133, Wonder Woman 103. Um, so 94 for Justice League is disappointing, obviously. Um, globally, it's doing slightly better relative to those numbers made 185 million uh for a total of 281.5 million worldwide opening weekend that doesn't include japan which opens this weekend yet but again 281 million it only got batman v superman got 16 million in japan as an mm-hmm. example so that's not a big factor um but batman v superman made 420 million globally opening weekend and and wb tries to do their best to release all these films across the world at once and it pretty much did that for everything so it's down oh, 281 from 420 from batman v superman um just to just to play let's just go worst case scenario real quick but are you sitting down zach i am sitting down well um yes <laughs> if justice league has the same legs as batman v superman it would make less than 600 million total like globally yes yeah that's not that's not a great number (laughs) um and and i don't think it's the legs are going to be that bad because batman v supermans were brutal um but i just wanted to throw that number out there as an example um because there's a lot of there's a lot of competition out there a lot of other films performing well and uh so and there's a lot of films coming up Coco, is that what it's called? Comes out yeah. like Wednesday, the next big Pixar film. So Justice League might not have a full week to itself atop the box office domestically. Um, again, these, I mean, these numbers, I, I, I don't, I don't have a really positive. Like I usually try to have something positive to say about this. I really don't have a positive spin there. Yeah, it's yeah. You can't say that it's good. This is not. I know that this is not within the realm of what anybody at Warner Brothers wanted. I don't, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination you can really call this a success. <laughs> now, if you're looking for silver linings, hypothetically, if it had legs similar to Suicide Squad, the number could come out decently. Uh, you know, it's not going to hit Batman v Superman numbers, but maybe it could hypothetically do decently. Um, the The flip to that argument is that Suicide Squad really had no argument or no competition for weeks after it released. So, um, yeah, I know it's it's been pretty nasty online. Like DC fans like wanting to point the fingers. I've seen fingers pointed at everyone. Um, 
we'll get into this more later, but it's, I think there's a lot, dozens of factors you can blame this on. And the main one being that Batman v Superman was not a loved film and accepted film. And then this is pretty much the sequel to that. So it's yeah. really, I mean, I think that's the number one thing. Um, so the cinema score came in and cinema score is kind of the best gauge in my opinion of audience reaction. They take opening night in in a large group of, of people and rate the film. So beef plus is technically considered above average. Um, but just for comparison sake, uh, it's not a it's not a horrible score, uh, but not certainly not what WB again not what WB would hope for. Just for comparison to the DCEU, Man of Steel got an A minus, Batman v Superman got a B, Suicide Squad got a B plus, and Wonder Woman got an A. Um, so it's like I said, it's it's technically above average, but I looked at the other 2017 superhero films just because I I want to cause want to see the world burn, I guess. <laughs> And Logan, Power Rangers, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok all got A's, uh, which is considered a very good score. And the Lego Batman movie got an A-. So Justice League gets the, you know, has the worst score, um, cinema score from that. Yeah. And again, you know, there's not a lot positive you can say about that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you hope. This seems to be embraced slightly better by the general audience, the ones that actually did go see it, um, although not significantly better than Batman v Superman. So the hope is it will have better legs and uh, people will enjoy it. Uh, again, we'll get into this more later and sort of talking about what all this means. But um, we'd, we'd like to have something positive to report here, but it's it's not really anything good to say. Yeah. And there's a there was, what, a $300 million budget? And I think the general yeah, close to is that. what you... You you double that with marketing, right? So like six hundred million dollars, and so the the kind of worst case scenario you laid out, they're at least maybe breaking even. Um, no, because <laughs> I, I don't know. It, there was a Variety article that said the film needed seven to seven hundred and fifty million to break even. Okay, it's really it's really tough, but usually it the budget is reported at close to three hundred million plus marketing. You would think a film like this at least a hundred to two hundred million in marketing so that's four to five hundred um and and again other stuff can factor into this um exactly and what you make at the box office there's some other math there but you only get about half of that so you know they made 94 million opening weekend really wb gets about 47 million of that that's not exact numbers but that's roughly how it works um so again (laughs) just a bad performance uh for the film that we you know everybody was expecting more out of this financially and everything yeah so we'll we'll have more we'll talk about this movie definitely we'll talk about it more but for now let's move on to some happier news let's talk about wonder woman (laughs) 2 sequel to a movie that we all liked and everybody else liked too uh so patty jenkins talked with variety's playback podcast uh, about wonder woman and the, the upcoming sequel and just kind of her life and career in general and so she talked about you know what she had done before wonder woman and how she worked for 10 years as a, a camera person and cinematographer on commercials and music videos. She worked with people like Puffy, Mary J, Biggie, Elton John, Madonna, Michael Jackson. Those are all some great artists to work with that would probably be fun. <laughs> That's just awesome. And it was really fun to hear those stories. This is a, a fun podcast to listen to if you're a Patty Jenkins fan. Um, just really cool to hear her talk about her career and everything like that. Yeah. 
And I think it does show a lot in her directing, like the, how much experience she has just actually working a camera and doing cinematography just because of some of the shots she can get. And I know a lot of directors come from that, but it's it definitely shows with her too. Uh, and then she also talked about Wonder Woman. And she said that she wanted to be true to the William Moulton Marston's, uh, his original ideas for the character first and foremost, plus some of the other comics. She said she really loved Alex Ross and others' work visually, but that she didn't really take any like specific visual panels and kind of like translate them onto the screen, but she definitely liked them and took some inspiration. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too. And you can sort of tell some of the inspirations, but obviously, you know, it, nothing is ripped straight from the panel uh and i don't have a problem with that i just uh but you can tell visually how it was inspired some of the sources of inspiration and i think that that came through very well in the film yeah me too And, and then she talked about the sequel and she said it's going to other values of hers wonder woman and a similar formula insofar as making a great enjoyable fun movie but ultimately it's in the third act where it turns some very big issues in a very big experience uh, that will aim to have a slightly more weight and profundity than it has to have. Those are some big words. But yeah, it <laughs> it sounds like, you know, Wonder Woman was good. Let's keep that formula kind of going. Like, it was fun. It was awesome. But we still need to explore some of her values. And I'm interested to see what other values of hers we're going to get to see and what kind of conflict she's going to have that will, you know, kind of surface those values. Right. Because you mentioned how the first one really focused on love. And I wonder where that can... Uh, you know, where they'll take it from here. And I, I think it's it's really interesting. She talked about how she wanted to, to keep sort of that sense of of fun and, and sort of everything that that worked well in the first film, but also still making it unique and fresh, which is 100% the perfect thing to say what right. exactly what you would want in a sequel. Like, you know, keep the feel and everything of what works, but make it feel still feel fresh and unique, which is really hard to do, but I trust Patty Jenkins to handle it. Yeah. And she went on and said that uh, because she is Wonder Woman and it's here now and she's fully developed, it's got great fun from the start and great big superhero presence from the start and is funny and a great love story again and some new unbelievable characters that I'm so excited about that are very different than were in the last movie. I feel like it's just the right amount of the same world as Wonder Woman as the first movie while being a completely different story that tackles something very different, but very singular one story. Yeah, I'm really curious. She sounds really excited about it, and she should be. Um, I'm yeah. curious what the great love story entails, if uh, that means the return of Steve Trevor or a new character. And I'm also really interested to see who the new characters will be. Obviously, we can assume one or more of those would be a villain who would challenge Diana. Um, but I'm curious to see if, you know, allies or anybody else, who who what unique characters they're going to bring in and, and how they'll fit into this Wonder Woman saga. Yeah. And again, I'm just so excited that we, we have done, laid the groundwork of, you know, figuring out or, or Diana figuring out her powers and where she comes from and how she kind of fits in into the world. And now that that is set up, we get to just right from the beginning, like she said, have full on Wonder Woman in all her glory, basically. Yeah. Like what's the next great Wonder Woman story? We, we know where she comes from, how she got here. Now what's the next great story? And I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah. On to a bit of TV news. We know when Black Lightning will debut. On the CW, it will be Tuesday, January 16th at 9 p.m. That sounds like Legends of Tomorrow's time slot. That's because it is. It's going to be taking the Legends of Tomorrow time spot after The Flash. So Legends will return sometime in February with a new date and time. The other DCCW shows, Supergirl, The Flash, and Arrow, all return that week of January 15th. 
on this the same fall time slot. So uh, we know when Black Lightning is going to debut, and we we don't have a return date for iZombie yet, so I would guess they're holding that off for later. Um, but yeah, 13 episodes of Black Lightning starting in January. Are you excited about that? Uh, yes, very, very excited. We've been we've been talking this show up since it got announced, and we don't really know. I mean, we know a good amount about it, but we haven't seen an episode yet, but I'm still pretty excited. <laughs> I'm definitely excited because this is going to, I think and hope, it will be quite a bit different from the other shows on the, yes. on the network because uh, Greg Belanti was involved a little bit in the development, but it was mostly the Akils who are running the show literally and so it's going to have it's a different team you know not rather than berlanti bringing in someone this is a different team who who come from their own experience and they've had success in tv i haven't seen a lot of their stuff but i'm i'm really excited to see you know sort of a a new a new a new style of show uh superhero show here new style and the the whole idea of a superhero family is really intriguing as well absolutely so that is all we have for today thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.